When I wake up in the morning, love And the sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning, love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's all right with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be a Welcome to WNHHFM 103.5 Just in Time Conversations. I'm your host, Justin Farmer, inviting you to be in community with us about conversations and ideas that matter. Today, we're doing a, something a little bit different. Uh, we have no guests, uh, so you're just going to hear what's Justin with me, uh, Justin Farmer. Um, tons of news and tons of things that I want to cover and highlight. Um, so, happy Halloween. Looking forward to hearing how y'all feel about this format and how we're doing. And uh, first thing I wanted to touch base on was, uh, according to the Associated Press, continuing decline in sales of COVID-19 products from Pfizer. Um, I thought this was really, really interesting that, uh, you know, we see COVID-19 going around. It seems like everybody that I run into is getting sick or knows somebody that's getting sick. Um, And so Pfizer has said that, they lost more than $2 billion in the third quarter um, from lack of people buying COVID pro- uh, products. So uh, COVID testing, COVID vaccines, uh, Paxil, and the uh, drug used to uh, help treat COVID. Um, just something that I, uh, uh, you know, they said that the treatment of Paxlovin and vaccines slid 97%. Uh, and its competitors switched to selling commercial market instead of through the government. So this is a, a, a big, big shift. Um, you know, throughout the pandemic, we heard how important it was to, to mask and to get COVID testing. And it, it just seems like everyone wants to go back to a level of normality uh, pre-pandemic. And so I've seen people with runny noses, sick, in office spaces, and I'm like, bro, remember when we told you that you had to stay home for like two weeks? Now I think the CDC's suggestion is four days after last positive exposure into mask. Um, But definitely something that you know we're gonna have to figure out what to do uh cold and flu season is coming up i've had aunties and uncles and elders on me like did you get your flu shot did you get your covid shot did you get your booster um so definitely definitely take care of yourself think about what's best for you um i know i'm gonna be getting my booster i know i'm gonna be getting my flu shot 
um, just because things are going around and it's that time of year. Um, in terms of COVID, um, COVID research has gone down. People aren't tracking it as much, but, uh, you know, you know, I know that rates have been going up recently here in Connecticut. And so it's something to just be conscientious about. Um, so that's COVID, right? Um, something that uh, I saw the other day uh, was Tom Goldberg and Justin Elker arguing back and forth about safe user sites. Um, for those of y'all who don't know, safe injection sites, safe user sites, place where uh, community members who are uh, using drugs to be able to do it in a safe environment uh, uh, with uh, a dramatic uh, decrease in the risk of, of, of fatality or overdosing. Um, you know, I personally think it's a great idea. Um, uh, it, it was really interesting to, to see the coverage uh, on this. Uh, Goldberg held a press conference saying, you know, we don't want safe user sites. It's not appropriate. This is going to exacerbate the problem. Um, you know, New York has done a safe user site uh, uh, since 2018. Um, and the numbers are really remarkable. Um, the, I'm pulling it up. The, um, the markers, the numbers are really remarkable. Um, on the daily, they have, on the daily, they have thousands of people come in to use drugs in a safe way, in a safe manner. Um, uh, you know, the, it, it, it is a measure to save lives. The, this, you know, the idea of the needle exchange came here in Connecticut from Yale. Uh, this idea that having clean equipment, reducing, uh, the, the number of, uh, infectious diseases that are spread, uh, HIV, AIDS, uh, um, just making sure that people aren't dying from lack of proper equipment and then having those social services and wraparound services, right? Uh, having, uh, clinicians, having, uh, psychologists, psychi psychiatrists be able to work with people through their addiction, uh, I think is so important, um, I'm trying to find this number. I had it. Uh, right here just a second ago. Um, you know, since 2003, um, there's more than 3.6 million uh, injections responded to more than 6,000 overdoses. Uh, that is insane amount of people that we're talking about that uh, lives have been saved um, and so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in New Haven I know that you know when APT was talking about putting up a, a, a new facility in New Hall uh, community members had concerns um, 
I being one of them, right? Um, but I, I think we do need to talk about how people get treatment, what treatment they need, and, and when they're prepared to do it. Uh, the state of Oregon, for many of y'all that don't know, um, Oregon, like, decriminalized drugs. Like, they, like, drugs are still illegal, but they just don't prosecute to the same degree, and they allow people to, to, to use all different types of drugs, right? They're not really focusing on drug enforcement, and it's seen a dramatic change in, in, uh, people's livelihoods and people's ability to to find and seek treatment um portugal for many years now has had programs very robust uh program of safe user sites clinicians going out um in in fact they'll give you a job coach uh, uh, a psychiatrist to kind of work through what are the problems that are going on so it's interesting to see this conversation uh, playing out in New Haven, um, you know, let us know what your thoughts are. Um, you know, implementation is always, uh, the, 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 the proof is in the pudding, right? And so what implementation happens, what wraparound services happen, we'll decide what that really looks like. Um, but I, I'm excited to see, uh, what happens with this. I, uh, you know, you know, uh, Elliker, you know, uh, you know, you know, responded that they're looking into this option, uh, hasn't made a, a strong commitment, but said that they're looking at the option of what this looks like and, and going down, uh, going down that route. I think it, it, it's something meaningful, uh, downtown evening soup kitchen, uh, you know, uh, announced that they embarked on a year-long study to decide whether DESK uh, uh, was the right organization to host a safe site. Um, you know, uh, they do great work. Um, I, I think everybody um, ha- has seen the effects on our community when we we don't address these these public health crises when we leave people to their uh, leave people to to figure out illness on their own and figure out um, how to get their hands around it. So it's interesting what the city is doing. Uh, Want to switch topics to um, you know tiny houses. Uh, I don't know if any of y'all saw this, um, um, but. Uh, a, a, uh, uh, Mr. Colville uh, uh, decided to build uh, six tiny houses in his backyard um, and to house homeless community members uh, in their own individual tiny houses um, in his backyard. Um, since then, uh, you know, he's received a cease and desist letter from the city um, saying that, you know, um, you know, 
that they're concerned about public health and the well-being of uh, the city's most vulnerable uh, population, um, but concerned that compliance with building code and the city code uh, uh, hasn't been followed in, uh, to uh, allow for such uh, dwellings to, to be there. Um, I, you know, I, you know, the city demolished Tent City uh, back in, in, in the summer, um, displaced 20-some people, um, were concerned about health concerns, right? Um, you know, there, there's a lot of fish to fry, um, and, and there's a lot of important things that we need to do. I don't know if this is the, you know, I know the city just put in money to finally uh, have that project of turning that uh, old hotel into a uh, uh, a shelter with 100 beds to house people. Um, but that's going to take years to get off the ground. And, and in the meantime, there are people who are homeless now. Um, for those of y'all who are just joining us, you're listening to Just In Time Conversations, WNHH-FM 103.5. Um, you know, I was just talking about the, 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 the housing crisis. And so, um, you know, Mr. Colville, um, you know, built these six houses in his backyard to allow for community members to have a space um you know he, he noted that two fire marshals from the city had visited the property um inspected and report and received apparent uh you know everything seemed like it was good um you know it, it it's an interesting questions about these accessory dwelling units and, and what happens. You know, everyone pays taxes, people pay taxes, they buy their property. And if they want to host people, I, I don't necessarily see a problem. Yeah, you got to go through planning and zoning. And yeah, we should look into that. But I, I think the real question is, can our legislators and our lawmakers make laws and legislate in a way to protect lives rather than to legislate to appease some people's concerns about homeless people right um i i hope that the city works with uh works with with, with this, these community members and these unhoused people to make sure that they have a safe place to to live right um it you know it, it it's it's wild that um you know he decided to put together this project spent $120,000 of his own money right uh raised some money uh got community members together and decided to do something uh, courageous and do something brave to put put people together. Um, you know, 
took months, time, put in electricity, um, you know, it's a real conversation that, that community members need to have. Um, I don't know what, you know, I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. Hit me up, uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, there we're seeing mass evictions going around. Uh, we're seeing, um, LCI inundated. Um, and, and we continue to see people sleeping outside. And so I, I think, I really think that the city needs to, to lead and, and bring people together to figure out what, what can be done, but pushing people out of a neighborhood to go live in tents only for a couple of months later to push them somewhere else because of health concerns. Um, it just seems silly. It, it, it doesn't seem like the best use uh, of government resources. It, it also just doesn't seem like the, the, the best use of time to come up with clever solutions uh, to the issues that we're facing. Um, you know, all the units are about 100 square feet. Um, we're not talking about uh, big dwellings that are taking up a ton of space. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it was just something that hit me that I, I think more people should be talking about, more people shouldn't be engaging in. Um, what else is there to talk about? Um, yesterday, there was a gathering, uh, a, a vigil for Palestine. Uh, about 100 community members came out to... to uh, pray uh, and mourn the, the lives that have been lost in, in the conflict uh, in, in Gaza. Um, you know, um, uh, I'm going to butcher sis, his name. I think Norm Ede uh, is a a medical student and said that we swear a secret oath to do no harm and said about her work as a local healthcare professional it is the duty our duty to call on the university demand a ceasefire i i was there yesterday it was, it was a beautiful sight to to see people in community um talking uh, about what role institutions have what role as individuals have um you know it's a humanitarian aid crisis right you have people without access to clean water food um energy throttling um and, and bombardments and now uh, uh, ground uh, offensives um two million people live there right half of them being age 18 and younger, um, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it, it's a sad state of affairs. So it was good to see, you know, students come out and to, 
to talk about the real people that are, are affected, the, the people who are caught in the middle, the people who um, have lost their lives and, and hear some of their stories. I, uh, there was one young woman who shared a story of a, a Palestinian girl who uh, wanted to, who was author and, and, and who had a, a second publication coming out and uh, um, wrote beautiful poetry and, and lost her life, uh, was killed, right? Um, and was starved. Uh, 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 in this conflict, right? And so it's up to our, our leaders, right, uh, to make a decision, right, where, where we stand, what's important to us. I um, can't remember how much aid was sent. Uh, uh, you know, we're talking about spending, the, the Republican House uh, leaders are talking about spending uh, $14.3 billion um, by cutting IRS funds. Um, you know, a, this is something that affects us here at home and something that we have a responsibility to, to, to talk about and to think through. Um, Um, so for those of y'all who are just joining, you're listening to just in time conversations, 103.5 FM, uh, here on the new Haven independent. Um, yeah, there, there is a great deal of stuff going on. Um, the. The Republicans finally have a, a House speaker. Um, only took them three weeks to figure it out. No shade, but shade. Um, the, uh, you know, I think this is a real challenging time where people are looking for leadership and we're, we're, we're not really seeing it. Um, and issues, right, like housing are being left in, in the fray. Um, you know, election day is, you know, a week away. Um, I, I think there, you know, local elections really matter. We're going to see changes in, in leadership in, in our local government. And, uh, you know, people are going to need to weigh in about who they want to see, how they want to see it. Um, yeah, they are. Uh, the uh, I don't know the the it uh yeah the you know I I I think one of the biggest issues that it is facing us is you know, how, how we keep people here in Connecticut and, 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 and how people can afford the cost of living. And so 
it, it's interesting to see the conversations about job growth at the same time we're not investing the monies that we need to into making sure that people can you know transition into those jobs of, of eds and meds here in our community um Let's see what else is going on in the state of affairs. Um, you know, um, You know, gun control is another issue that that uh, that a lot of people seem divided on, but aren't really divided on. You know, you had that uh, shooting in Lewiston, Maine. Um, it, you know, we 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 here in Connecticut after the aftermath of Sandy Hook have made some great steps in terms of, of gun safety and, and gun control. Um, but we're still an open carry state, right? Um, I don't know about you, but I've never needed to go to stop and shop uh, with a pistol, right? It just doesn't seem like something that that uh, is important to me. But, you know these common sense gun laws we for some reason haven't been able to move congress on to to make a change and so you know we see people right that this individual had been struggling for some time and yet idea of gun background checks is still something that has not come to fruition uh, what else you know we we can't be complacent we gotta to, to move our legislators to do something uh, you know there's conversations about magazine sizes um, you know there's conversations about what type of background checks are needed and should have happened uh, but there there's real there's real implications and, and real people behind the policies that we need to act um, you know um, you know police were sent to this man's home weeks before um, and, and were concerned that 
use a pub, public safety uh, 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 risk and concern, and, and yet this still happened, right? You know, um, is it, is it, yeah. just, Justin, can you hear me? Okay. Um, I just feel like uh, you need some. I'm calling in. I'm on the the line. By the way, I'm calling into the Justin Time Conversation Show, and um, I think you need some pushback here because I want to know what what law, what gun law would have stopped Sandy Hook because nothing that was passed would have stopped Sandy Hook. Yeah. Right. And, and, and the same thing, like the one that you're talking about now, if the authorities would have done their job, so he was actually, um, his firearm was basically taken away by the military, and, and it was said he couldn't actually, you know, handle a firearm anymore, yet they don't talk to the state and tell them what they've decided, right? The same thing with the the Florida one. Um, it, um, I forgot what it is. You know, so the people are on the FBI's radar. Calls are being made. You know, and the authorities are falling short because the thing is, is that when you guys want to add more gun laws on top of gun laws. Um, who are you adding the laws onto the criminal or the law abiding citizen? Because the criminal doesn't care about the laws it, to begin with. So the drive by is going to continue. Right? Because the criminal isn't going, oh, there's some new laws. Let, let, let me uh, correct, let me correct my behavior. Because Connecticut has more laws on the law-abiding citizen. All the criminal knows is, wow, maybe there's less guns. You know, law-abiding citizens, it's harder for them to get guns in order to protect themselves. Maybe it's easier for me. That's what the criminal is thinking. Maine to Connecticut to Texas, right? Um, I, I think it's hard for uh, law enforcement to, to speak to the left and right when you have different rules of operation, right? And so, I, you know, I, it, it, if someone is on a list, right, and they try to get on a plane, most likely they're not going to go to some other country or get somewhere. But for some reason, when it comes to people that we know are a public safety concern it always seems that these individuals slip through the cracks so it's on the federal level that that usually happens right so yeah. the background checks there there have been these guys who end up shooting people who go through the federal background check and it's the federal government that that actually has failed us um it's not that the background checks don't work you know if Especially like in Maine, the guy had there's a yellow flag law, right? Yeah. Um, and it would have been helpful if the if the government actually passed on the information that this guy shouldn't have a firearm, right? But even with that, you, there were enough um, flags to 
to stop this. You know, it's the same thing with the guy in Park, the young kid in Parkland, Florida. Yeah. You know, there were enough signs. He had pulled the gun on his brother. He had threatened people with guns. And still, law enforcement fails to actually deal with the situation. It's not that the laws didn't work. It's that law enforcement didn't enforce the laws on the books. That is true. And uh, I would say that they're not always equipped to deal with the issues, right? And so, um, you know, you we, we've seen this where, you know, this man back in July was released from sac- psychiatric hospital. Right. Um, you know, that young man in, in Florida, right, had situations where he, you know, was pulled out of school. And, and so... I feel that we don't work with our health experts, right? And after every time one of these shootings happen, we all say it's tragic, we need to do something, maybe we should do some laws, but we also don't, like, I don't see the data from the government about correlation, causation on these shootings. I see universities, I see professors, I see uh, public interest groups putting together data and, and looking for solutions, but... You know, well, the government's not collecting information. Well, in. they do. They do collect it. Yeah. Right. It's on the FBI website if you go. But the thing is that they do nothing with the data. Yeah. Right. So they collect the data. Now, after that, you know, it, it just gets dropped, you know, and it's just like today. Um, yeah. I think it was on WTNH News. They were talking about 360 mass shootings, shootings yeah. this year. Right. And I'm like, okay, but they only, you know, a a mass shooting is two or more people, Mm. right? So it's not fair to put a real mass shooting of 20 people with a drive-by that shoots three people, right? Unless unless you're going to publicize the drive-by, like you do these. But but they do, right? Like no, no, they don't. They don't. Every time there's a shooting, we they, we they we, only... we we dramatize. We have the police put up tape, right? And I, I think it. I have a problem with the framing, but I think it's important because it's not just the people who get shot that are affected, right? There's emotional trauma to these communities, and, and the resources aren't being put there to to heal and to deal with. Right the underlying causes so i i I, i'll push back and say i think it's important that we highlight them and i agree with you everyone is important in in, in that sense but the the resources aren't put there for prevention and so our prevention is law enforcement and we have some laws that we don't follow through with or don't Right. I, I mean, definitely, right. it's just it's the follow through. Creating more laws that you're not gonna follow I, makes no sense. But but I I, I I take issue because the way that we talk about guns, right? I always say this, and people get upset and get in their feelings. But I'm like, yeah, if I said I wanted to start a gun club, right? And I'm gonna call it, uh, you know, Young Winchesters, right? And I want to start a gun club in, in, in Newhall, right? People lose their mind. Meanwhile, we have individuals with 20, 30, 40 guns acting crazy 
and we don't do anything about it. But in my community and communities like mine, for decades, we've been telling people, you just don't need a gun. You shouldn't be picking up guns. You don't need a gun. And we have tons of laws on the books that criminalize certain areas for having but, guns and having access to guns. Yeah, Now, you're right, Justin, but here's the thing, right? So when you create more laws, more regulations, you make sure that the poor urban person can't get a gun because he can't afford it. He can't afford to jump through all the hoops that you decide he has to jump through. Now, the criminal is just going to go to a corner and buy his gun. He has no hoops to jump through. But you make it harder for the... Now, the rich person could rack up all the guns he wants without a problem because he could jump through all those hoops. Every time you create a new regulation on guns, every time you create a new law, you make it harder for the average Joe who needs to protect his family to be able to protect his family. And by the way, all the mass... uh, If you look at the mass shootings, Mm -hmm. most, most of them come from certain areas, right? So Chicago has like 14 mass shootings every weekend. Baltimore, Maryland has like 14 mass shootings every weekend. That's where all of these things get accumulated. And you don't hear about those mass shootings. You only hear about... I I, I push back on the notion because we hear about urban gun violence all the time. It is the, the... But this, not, in a, this, not in a mass shooting format. This, not in a mass shooting format. No, we will call it terrorism. We'll 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 demonize the individuals. We'll do the perp walk. But then when it comes to right and the interpersonal conflicts, we'll do that. But when it comes to people who could get help, need help, need mental help, need supports, all of a sudden it's a different conversation. And you know, oh how this is unforeseen i'm just like cool there are plenty of people right we know the majority of people in our prison system have mental illnesses right and so the same way that we talk about these other other mass shootings it's the same resources the same wraparound supports and services but in in a different way that the 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 conditions of those communities enable uh those things to happen and so I, I take issue, I take issue, right, with we can't have a, a federal legislation across the board. Cool. You want to defend yourself? Great. You don't need an AR-15, right? And and if we're going to hold, if we're going to hold everyone accountable Justin, to the same degree, right? Just, Justin, you need to go and look at the FBI statistics because AR-15 is like one not even 1% of the shootings in America, they come from handguns, okay? And unless you're going to go after people's handguns... We go after... We, we, we have ta- FBI task force. We go after handguns all the time. We go no, after... Not, we go after the... Indi- go, we go after the gonna, individuals with the handguns. We, we right. don't go after the manufacturers, right? Because guns don't get made out of thin air, right? Right. Right. These but manufacturers are making sure these guns get to the street level and we don't right. hold them accountable. But you're not going to you're not going to go after the average handgun. Right. And that's the one that commits most crimes in America. Right. It's the handgun that usually commits most crimes in America. You have more than 80 percent of the crimes are committed with a handgun. So, so so you agree with me. There's no reason for open carry then. 
Right. There's no reason for open carry. Why? Why is that wrong? No, I'm just. Uh, you need to defend yourself. Why do you need to brandish your weapon and show everyone that you got a weapon? Well, but why is it wrong? That's your Second Amendment right. Yeah. So, uh, but those right, the data has been shown that, that open that carry actually showing your weapon. Oh, that open carry right places with open carry, right have higher rates right because you have people who are more likely to use their guns to to solve problems right and i i I just that's wrong justin because if you look at a lot of the shootings they they're in gun-free zones right where the criminal knows but they're not gonna face anyone coming after them so all of these gun-free zones you actually advertise Hey, come shoot us over here because we can't defend ourselves. But we make, again, that's where I said that so much of this, right? We have over-policed and and made laws that affect urban communities to prevent people from gun ownership. Meanwhile, when we see these other tragedies happen, we have no laws, no solutions, no resources, and it becomes... What about Chicago's? What about the new halls? What about all these places? And I'm like, cool, you're not putting funding there, right? If I oh, look no, that, at the census tracts. That's not true, uh, Justin. What? You see, you have the most stringent laws in California, in Chicago, in New York, and those are three of the hotbeds for shootings. So it's not true that the more laws you put, the less crime. Because look at Chicago, some of the most hardest laws in america and they have a gun problem over there right same thing in new york you, same thing you have else. a gun problem of poverty right you have a gun uh, problem with people not having access to resources and social upward mobility that is different from individuals who are you, what does that mean justin that what uh, up, upward mo- mobility who's stopping anybody from having upward mobility. I mean, who is stopping anybody from actually going out and working hard to succeed? Listen, you know, America is about is about opportunity. We have our drug dealers that make eighty, a hundred thousand dollars from your Pfizer's and from your Purdue's pushing drugs in our system, and they're it's all good and all legal. But the dudes on the corner selling a little bit of weed. All of a sudden, we have a problem, and we need to get a task force and we need to spend fbi money and actually i might agree with you here i I think the war on drugs has been um a tragedy in america but i mean we need to go after the the right drugs like um the fentanyl coming from through the border and stuff like that we need not the guy on the corner not the guy you know so yes i agree with you there um but but we have to actually look at you know, like the over 100,000 people who are dying because of the fentanyl coming from the border and stuff like that. We need to go and chase that stuff. Make sure that doesn't come through the border. Make sure the border isn't wide open, you know, for for this stuff that just comes in and poisons our kids. We, we believe in background checks, right, for people who are crossing the border. We believe in background checks. We believe true. in background checks, right? For Nobody's pe- getting checked at the border. They're waving them in right now. Okay, you come in, right? But for you to be able to stay in this country, right? 
we ask you we do a full census of cool what political parties have you belonged to have you been part of gangs have you done this have you done that right we do all of that to vet whether you can come into the country but and meanwhile lie, and they lie and they, they come in under false asylum claims meanwhile we don't have that same standard for everyone for guns across our country where it's just like cool have you have you been using drugs have you i i, I think it's a a disservice not to have some standards nationally to to tackle this issue uh maria mariano thank you very much uh may i return the favor i want to say it but um but um actually what what justin is citing is vibes from the left he's not citing any <laughs> studies okay he's not citing any studies mariano by the way go and look at the fbi statistics those are the easiest statistics you go and see who's committing the crimes in america who's committing the gun crimes in america you find out that handguns are the ones committing crimes not the ar-15 that they're chasing all the time that's chasing a ghost that's so that they could brainwash you into being against guns but i i i have a weird right i i have a weird take where i i think we do need we do need gun control we do need uh um oh i agree with you right we control we 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 do need to have a serious conversation now I, my I where I get an issue is in communities like mine we continue to tell people don't touch guns don't look at guns don't even think about a gun right it's bad it's just going to cause problems and meanwhile we have legislation we have policy that allows people to grandfather guns in rural communities right we uh, uh, allow for these um, um, y- you know these gun fears and other things where people are able to get access to guns that you cannot get in my community. Right. And, and, and if you, if you have a gun, even when you're a legal gun owner, right. In communities like mine, all different types of social problems can arise. Even if you're following the law. Right. And so absolutely. You have certain States that don't respect you know you standing your ground right you have to you have to prove that you're you felt threatened and everything even though the person's in your home right yeah we so, don't castle doctrine right like we well well that's the the castle doctrine applies only in some states correct right so that's the thing that we have to make sure that our second amendment right to defend ourselves is protected at the same time, I, I'm for um, background checks. I'm for the, the full background check that you got, you probably want and everything. But um, what it is, is that some people are afraid that you're just using it, you know, as, as a guise to get to outlawing guns, right? So, that, and, and, and the thing is, is that when you talk to people and they don't even know, all they want to do is talk about the AR-15. Like if the AR-15, like everybody is shooting people with AR-15s. I, it's I not, don't that's think not you what's need, happening. I don't really think you need 90% of the guns that are on the market. I don't think people actually need. Okay, cool. You're going to shoot a deer with a sniper rifle? 
well, right? But you see, but you see, this is the thing. You're, right? you're you're doing you're doing what everybody does. These are general um, arguments saying you don't need a hunting rifle unless you're going hunting, right? Um, the thing is, is that. No, I'm not saying the, great. Get a hunting you, rifle, you right? You have the right. You get hunting rifle, go hunting, right? But I, I, there are a lot of different types of weapons that I just don't think the average consumer needs. And there, there's a different thing of saying you want to go to the shooting range and have fun and, and shoot a gun versus. You know, I, I hear people from Congress all the time say this guy had a AK-47 type um, gun and it's all a lie, right? Uh, AK-47 is outlawed. Um, it's full automatic. Uh, AR-15 is not full automatic. It's a semi-automatic. It's not what everybody thinks. But but when you have the politicians out there lying to the public. But we have grandfather laws. We, we have well, grandfather well, laws, right? There, there, so you have there people. Are in certain states. In certain states, there are grandfather laws. But you're, you're worrying about what's happening in Iowa. Yes, it's, it's it's not coming over here to Connecticut. You have handgun problems here in Connecticut, and they're all over the streets, Justin. You probably know where, what corner to go and buy a gun in New Haven, right? So that's the thing. It's not you're worried about the stuff that's outside of your zone. Inside your zone, people are dying because. Yeah. Of a lot of different issues. A, right? a lot of different issues. And I, that, like I that, said and, and at we, the beginning. We, but we have to actually deal with those issues. It's not the gun that's the problem. Like I said at the beginning, I said I'm going to hold a gun group in Newhall, do education, right, about uh, gun safety, having guns. Let, let me just answer Mariano real fast. Right? So, yes, Mariano, there are illegal guns that come from manufacturers that are usually from those manufacturing companies are in red states and stuff like that. I'm with you there. Let's go after the manufacturers. There's no way that you should be able to make 200,000 guns and they fall off the back of truck. Right. And only account for a hundred thousand. There's just no way that should happen. I'm with you there. I'm for common sense gun laws, especially going after the manufacturers who just half their inventory disappears. I'm with you there. Let's go after them. Because, I mean, there's just no way you're going to be able to get the guns off the street now. We have, like, three guns per every person here in America right now. So it's like, there's just no way to get rid of them. But you can create laws to go after the manufacturers. And by the way, this is a left-right issue. Nobody really wants to go after the manufacturers. You have a couple of people on the left who want to go after them. But it's a left-right issue. You know, everybody likes to say, oh, it's the right and the NRA. No. Going after the manufacturers is on the left, too. They won't go after them. No, well, money talks, right? And we know the, the, the phrase of what, what happens in Congress, right? I, I, you know, it's an inter interesting discussion, but I, I, I think the wraparound services and supports need to be there, right? When we talk about things like the safe user site, when we talk about dealing with housing when we're dealing with these social issues as well we'll get somewhere but every time we have one of these shootings i hear we can't have any national standards every state needs to just do whatever it needs to do and and, and i don't think that's a real 
See, I think Connecticut is overregulated. They're not dealing with the real issues on the streets. You know, you you go after something happens like Sandy Hook and forget it. You overturn everything. You create new laws that would never have stopped Sandy Hook. Okay? And you create new laws that take that that actually take away the chance for the poor person to defend themselves. The poor law-abiding citizen, right? You have people who like, oh, I can't afford to go get a gun. It just costs too much to go to jump through all those hoops. I would never... The last time I shot a gun, and I'll, I'll wrap up with this, right? The last time I shot a gun was probably three or four years ago, and before that, it was probably five years ago, right? I did Boy Scouts we did oh, trainings I'm, I'm shocked i'm shocked just we we did trainings through the nra right and i i think the cultural elements to me is where i have a huge issue because when those gun laws come down and how they're applied and how they work work dramatically differently for people in my community and i don't see the resources to address some of the issues and that's where i i i i, I well it's good. it's cool, but also you got to take away the the cool factor to sling a gun, an illegal gun, and everything. You got to take away something has to start at the base level where, I mean, before you used to be able to, you know, long ago, in high school they used to teach you how to respect guns. They used to teach you how to drive. They used to teach you how to get, uh, you know, a trade, learn a trade, and stuff like that. We need to start teaching stuff at the base level because a lot of these kids are never going to make it to college. You know, so you have to start teaching at the base level. But anyway, yeah, um, I'm we got wrapped. Jump, jumping in on your show. No. Saving um, me. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I, I appreciate uh, Joe, Anthony, and Mariano Rivera. Um, Mariano, you could call me whatever you want. Doesn't matter. It really doesn't. <laughs> I don't take anything, you know, to heart. Um, let me see what Joe said. No regulation in that industry. Well, you know, the manufacturing companies have regulations, but you never hear them getting busted for half their inventory being on the streets. You know, I, you never hear that. So need to get to the root cause. Yes, getting to the root of it is always more complicated isn't it yes it is yes, so it is, we're gonna have to have some gun people and some some experts come on and have this discussion but uh uh thank you harry for for joining me uh uh until next time let us uh plant the seeds of change so we can grow together